I'm Jimmy. And I'm Trisha. And we're a dating app success story. Together for five years, married for three with one kid here and one on the way, here to help you swipe right and not wrong. Welcome to the ASL Pod. Welcome to Age, Sex, Location. I'm your host, Jimmy, and as always, joined by my fabulous wife, Trisha. Oh, that's me. Fabulous. Today, we've got an interesting one, folks. <laughs> um, we had a show planned, but Trisha started telling us some wild story about a date, and Andre was rolling. Uh, I heard part of this, but not the whole thing. So we're going to talk about red flags today, and I don't really know how Trisha made it to a second date with this one, but... Why don't you fill us in on what I'm, got this ball rolling? There's a part of me that doesn't really know how I made it out alive of this one. It honestly. was unexpected. It I was, was shocked. It got aggressive quickly. Yeah. So, so let me start off by saying, I met this guy um, through friends. I'd known him for years, so not through the apps. So you'd think that, like, you know, because we had so many mutual friends, I'd known him for years, that there would be more trust there. There'd be let, you know, fewer red flags than just some stranger off the street. Uh, lesson learned for me, I suppose. So finally, after you know a couple years of flirting and you know just whatever seeing each other out and about um we started texting and with the intention of you know gonna try to start dating um and I noticed through the texting on one occasion I can't even remember the word that he used but it was a weird word that I was unfamiliar with and it felt it just it just stood out to me and then it happened again like a couple days later and that I do remember he used the word switch so he said something, I don't even know, like, do you like this or that? Or, you know, are you a switch? And I was like, I don't know what a switch is. So I Googled it. Um, and then I Googled the first phrase, too, that he used. That I was like, I don't know what that is either. And <laughs> for those of you listening who are like me and didn't know, um, that's one of many phrases for BDSM. It's it's basically, it's sex. It's a very niche interest of sex. Um, so I was certainly taken aback um, because we hadn't even gone on a date yet. We were just kind of flirting, texting. So I didn't love that like he somehow introduced that into the texting so early um, well, this was his way of when I had a cigar in my photo to mm. let people know I smoke cigars. You don't want to mess with me if you if you got a problem with that. It well, for him, if you don't like whips changing leather masks, he's not interested in it. So he wanted to get it out there early, clearly. Fair, but it's also like a super aggressive can, lead in. Like, can you point out that Trisha has a silk bow in her hair? Yeah. She's telling yeah. this story right now. Fair. I mean, I, look, I... All right, so so that's what it was. I remember I was like commuting home. And so wait, I, this is all before you've been on a date. Before we've been on a date, we're friends. We're flirting via text. And now you go. And on this a, is and the that, second reference. And now you decide to go on a date. with Okay, Gary. wait, but I addressed it with him because I googled it, and all of this came up, and I wasn't quite sure. Like maybe this wasn't what he meant. Like I, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was on the same page as whatever page he was trying to have me on. And so I go, I told him, I said, um, I don't know if I know what that is, but I Googled it and it came up as BDSM. Is that what you're referring to? And I seem to recall there was a pretty long pause. And then he just came back with, yes, 
That is what I'm referring to. By the way, to. did he just say yes, or he said that's what I'm referring to? I don't know. I can't remember. Because it would be pretty badass if he just showed yes. <laughs> just, and Nothing then put else. it back to me. Nothing. To With a period. Like, I'm done. That's my <laughs> statement. Hell yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's commit. So, okay. So he, he says that that's what he's referring to. And bear in mind, I don't have any experience in that arena. Obviously, I didn't know the phrases. I'd never seen some of the things that are available and out there. Um, even like back then when I was single, like even like some of these things that are less taboo now in dating and sex that are more aggressive and kind of all that, like that wasn't a thing back then either. So like I, I didn't really know what I what I was hearing and what, what he was kind of copping to. And so he just said, "Is I think he said something like, is that a deal breaker or is that something you are into or would ever be into? I just kind of came back with, you know, I, I don't really have any experience with that, but I don't, I'm not going to like have a closed mind. Like if we get in a relationship and, you know, like that's something that, you know, I'll keep an open mind was basically what I said. Not to date us. But was this during the Fifty Shades of Grey mania? I'll tell you. So later, we're going to reference. I know exactly when it was. It was when The Revenant came out. Because I'm we're going to sure reference was, The Revenant. I'm pretty sure those kind of overlap. I was, maybe. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. So we'll call him Christian. <laughs> okay. All right. So we had that quick conversation. And I kind of thought like, okay, maybe this will come up. Like, honestly, I was sitting there thinking like, maybe like six months down the line, we're like in a serious relationship. I'll start to like feel, you know, me. All right, we can try. What you know, I'm, I'll keep an open mind. I'll put a bag over my head. Um, yeah, a no, plastic bag, not a paper bag. No holes cut. Either. Two major different issues. Um, just, just to jump in, Fifty Shades came out February 2015, and The Revenant came out December 2015. Who's better than this guy? So wait, it was mainstream consciousness oh, then. Oh, it was. Who's, big time. Who's okay. better than this guy? All right. So <laughs> I think maybe it was our first date. Because I don't think he got a second one, actually. Um, this is the only date I remember with this guy. He took me out for dinner at this like nice Italian restaurant. Okay, beautiful meal. Lovely. Everything was nice. Then we went and saw The Revenant um, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Great movie. Okay. So we're walking out of the... Um... Spoiler alert. <coughs> oh, yeah. What? We're, I know where this is going. Oh, okay. If you haven't seen the movie oh, yeah. and you want to see the movie, Skip ahead a fast little bit. forward three minutes. <laughs> right. Okay. If you haven't seen the movie by now. Um, anyway, so we're walking out of the movie and I kind of said like, oh, you know, I wonder... What happened to the character? Like, did he live? Did he die? I don't know. And Christian, oh my God, I almost just used the guy's real name. <laughs> Christian looks at me and goes, he absolutely died. And I was like, what are you talking about? And here we're like holding hands and like walking through Hoboken at night. Um, and he's like, he had a death rattle at the end. There was a death rattle. That's the sign that somebody is officially dead. And I was like, in my mind. I've heard many. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know. Again, like, I don't know what that is. So uh, I don't know. And he basically just told me that, like, any human that ever dies makes the same noise at the end of their life when, like, the life leaves their body. From personal experience. So even though that had just gotten said, 
I agreed to go back to his apartment and hang out for a little bit. We had been friends. You're the red flag here, for the record, not him. Like, the fact that you're still doing things Look, in this wait, story. Wait, but I knew him for you're years. You're the nut. He had all these similar friends, and he seemed so nice. Did any of them ever disappear? Like, that you just stop, stop reaching out, stop um, talking to you? Almost immediately, very quickly in, he pinned my arms behind my back in like a... My arms were crossed behind my back. I don't even know how he did it. First, I remember he tried to put my hands behind my back. And I'm like, that's weird. And I like shook out of it. And I like, you know, put my hands back where they go in a normal situation. And then he did it again. And I was like, what is happening right now? And he pins my arms behind my back in this cross motion. And I tried to get out of it. And he wouldn't let my arms go. Um, which is a, that's an aggressive... Red flag. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like, I don't know what's bigger than a... So here I am thinking on our first date, I was doing really well with getting, scoring a first kiss. But I could have mentioned death rattles and BDSM, and I probably still would have gotten a first kiss. No, but like, in this world that I was living in, I had known him for years. We had all these mutual friends. We had been in all these social situations before. Like, you don't necessarily think that these people... Are like just murderers amongst us? Yeah, like your <laughs> fr- buddies with Ted Bundy, you know, or whatever. So, anyway, here I didn't even get to the worst part of the kiss, the most aggressive okay. part of the kiss. Okay. So I tried to get out of this hold that he has me in, um, and he leans forward and goes, "Shh, shh, it's okay, shh." Which I'm from Ohio. Um, I have a lot of friends who worked on farms growing up and the only time that I ever heard that sentiment was ever like people soothing farm animals mostly about to like be slaughtered or have some sort of like some sort of thing happened to the animal so like I in that moment that's all I literally felt like I felt like I was like an animal or like a farm animal that he was trying to like soothe in this insane moment and that was that so that's how we got to the topic of red flags once <laughs> Trisha was telling us this story. Once I almost got murdered. Um... So I think we should talk about red flags that happen to normal people. Um, you know, with all due respect, if you find yourself in this mess like my lovely wife did, it's on you. you you're, a podcast is not going to help you. You're... Well, a podcast might help after you've been murdered in yeah, a true to, crime to, form yes, of correct. a podcast to help them find your body. Yeah, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez right. will figure out everything for you. <laughs> um, so let's talk about actual red flags. I, I, I feel like we need a palate cleanser. Um, a nice sorbet. So we, we, we discussed this ahead of time. <laughs> and if you have any, any thoughts or any other red flags you'd like us to discuss... Please email us, uh, you know, DASLPod or hit us up on the socials. All of them are DASLPod. Um, the first one that comes to mind certainly is if the person you're seeing is still friends with an ex. This is a big, big red flag for me and I think pretty much any normal person. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I think there are levels. Like, like when Trisha and I first started dating, you know, she she said this. I wasn't really friends with any exes, but I, I had been 
still kind of talking to people that maybe when I was in like high school or college or whatever, like I kept in touch with them just because of like Facebook and stuff like that. And I'm not even on Facebook anymore. That's how long ago this was. So there is, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe some layer to this. If it's somebody you were dating a year and a half ago, big problem. Yeah. If it was somebody you were dating 10 years ago, a little less of a problem. And was it a puppy love thing or was it I was 25 and we were sleeping at each other's places every day and now I'm 35? And my family knows them. Exactly. Like those are two very different things, I think. But I think Trisha probably disagrees with me on that. No, I mean, look, I don't. It's not that they're the same thing. But like if you were in a long term like relationship in high school. I don't think it would be appropriate to maintain that friendship through life then. That just feels like you're you're just asking for That's true, but we grew up very differently. What do you mean? Like you grew up in rural Ohio where it was a lot of dating and people were getting married sometimes at 19 and 20 years old. That's true. When I grew up, nobody thought they were getting married before the age of like 27. Like it just didn't, it just didn't exist. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. that's a, that's, that's so crazy. That's how I grew up. So like almost everyone that was dating somebody in high school knew it was like high school. Like this is going to end at some oh. point. Like, yeah, you get yeah. the schmuckos that go to college thinking they're going to make it. And they last about, you know, six weeks. Yeah. And then that's it. It's over. And then, of course, you know, first summer break, you know, things get back together. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> but then after that, that's usually it. Um, See, my experience was like my high school was I had two boyfriends both for two years and I thought I was going to marry both of them. You know, so it's like, yeah, that's not a thing. Okay, that's really not a thing here. Even if you knock the girl up, you're not going to marry. Oh, okay. I mean, I have experience with that. (laughs) Red flag. I'm joking. (laughs) But you're just finding out. But 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 in all seriousness, like if you're dating somebody and they're still like close friends with their ex or hanging out with their ex, it's an issue. Like. I, I joke with people that how I met your mother, like kind of often, like if you, if you were a fan of that show, like I know a lot of people hated the way it ended, but I was like, if you didn't see that coming, you weren't paying attention to the show. Yeah. Like this guy has like 17 Spoiler girlfriends through the show and he's still friends with his ex-girlfriend the whole time. Yeah. Like that's weird. And some of them call that out yeah. too. And, and you, say, you, like, can't you can't be friends, be friends with, her. with her anymore. And they were all right. Yeah. I think the kids is the only way that can justify still having contact particularly regular contact with an ex yeah if you were married and you don't have children there's really no reason other than like an alimony check to have a discussion with them yeah i um, agree you should not be friends with like an ex-spouse that's so weird yeah like what space are you leaving then in your life for the new person to come in and what dynamic are you placing on that new person to then have to like grapple with to understand you know, like you, you decided to move on from the marriage, move on from the marriage. But if you're, if you've got kids, what if like, you know, if, if they share kids, what if they like get together to go trick or treating as a family? Is that like a thing? I'll, I'll always go by this at that point. The kids always come first. Yeah. Period. Okay. Like if you, if you're, if you're the person without the kids and you're getting involved in that relationship, you need to, which is a dynamic, I think for a lot of people when they, when they're get a certain age that if they, they haven't been married it might make sense, like specifically for, I think, a, a woman for to find a man that might be coming out of a marriage that has some children, might be a little older. Right. Um, you know, I've heard that often. Right. I don't really hear much of men seeking an older woman that is coming out of a marriage with children. Um, 
But that could happen too. I, I, I found myself being open-minded to that. I never found myself in that position to like be dating somebody who had kids, but I did have like a mentor or two who were the second wives to guys who had kids. Yeah. Um, and I saw some dynamics that were healthy and I saw some dynamics that I didn't think were so healthy. Um, but in that I, I didn't close my mind off to it because it's like, you know, you need to go into that knowing that with all due respect for the time being, you're secondary. A hundred percent. And the kids have to take anything the more than role. any more demand. And, and that is very immature. And to be, and to be frank, if the, if the, if the parents of the children have an amicable relationship and even a friendly relationship, you have to be respectful of that because that's really a big deal for the kids. So anyway, friends with an ex clearly red flag. There's yeah. obviously a lot of different avenues we can go down here. And if it keeps popping up in the questions, we definitely will revisit it. Like like a scenario right. with the with the um, yeah with the coworkers and stuff like that. Um, another big red flag that we we were talking about was non-committals, and this kind of mm. is a is a very broad one. There's a lot of ways you can be non-committal. So we were talking about just a couple ones that we've had um, we've had personal experience with, whether right. we've done to people or it's been done right. to us. So one of them is like doesn't bring you out and kind of keeps you a secret. Um, and they may not be keeping you a secret, like telling you they're keeping you a secret, but you might be dating somebody five, six months, and maybe you've only met one or two of their friends. People are weird with bringing people around family. So that that aside. Yeah, that could be like they don't want your the family to... They, maybe Look, they don't want you to see it. their family. Exactly. Right? Like, That's what I'm like, trying yeah, to say. Exactly. They're a bunch of psychos and you're going right. to run. But, you know, so... so Family's a little a little different, but when it comes to like friends, and other people in their lives, groups of friends, like Saturday night, I'm I'm going out to the bar with everybody, but you know I'll meet you after. Mm. There's something going on, and either you're not the one for this person, or there's somebody else. I was gonna say, do you think it's like that you're the other person, or do you think it's just that they don't take the relationship as seriously as you? I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's that's that's yeah, the, the it doesn't thing. really matter what the specifics are. The fact is, is that it's not following the healthy, normal trajectory of like letting somebody into their lives. So, another one we, we talked about, I actually told you guys a story was uh, people that are a little shady about their socials. Mm. So I didn't even know that this was a thing until you told me that someone got mad at you. For like it. they don't follow you, <laughs> you don't follow them, you know, whatever. I, this is when Instagram was probably at its peak. So, I mean. This is one of those things where, like, if a guy got mad at me for something like that, I would think he was a psycho. Well, nobody got. tell me a story about a girl. She wasn't mad. She wasn't mad. She just brought it up. Who is she? So. Are you defending her? <laughs> Well, because the the, fun, the funny part of this, the funny part of the story is it wasn't her. It was one of my friends that blew up my spot and got pissed at me about it. Okay. So, so I was very um, I don't know. I, I can't even explain it. I was very protective of like you know having people follow me and me follow them. Private. So like I you wasn't following girls I was dating, like which is weird. Mm. Um, That's a red flag. It was because I wasn't into it right. clearly. Like, but like I, I was. He doesn't want to know what you're doing in your life. Like, well, no. If... The reason it was very strategic. I was like, if I don't follow them, then they're not going to request to follow me. So I'm out. I'm out. That doesn't strike me as ironic at all. The whole "I'll let him follow me first sounds like a completely reasonable thing to. Well, either way, I'm out on a beach weekend with my friends. This girl comes out for the weekend. 
everybody, everybody seems to like her. A, a bunch of them have had already met her. I wasn't going to just bring her out for a weekend. This isn't Seinfeld. Um, like, that's not a real thing people do. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't agree Great to that either. Um, so uh, we're out there, and one of my friend's fiance is now wife, but back then was, I think they were engaged, was taking pictures of the group, and... <laughs> Wants to tag. Hey, how can I tag you? And then does maybe one of the funnier, more passive-aggressive things I've ever seen. Started tagging me in every picture and started following this girl and starts tagging me and saying, where's... And her and her at where's her at? on the social network. Just fuck with me. <laughs> She's a hero. She's so a I'm goddamn hero. That is I'm unbelievable. Getting, I'm getting all these updates. <laughs> that woman is pic- out there doing the Lord's work on, all these on behalf pic- of other women. On all these pictures, that's amazing. No, listen, it wasn't like shady pictures. Pictures of the weekend, but she couldn't tag the girl because she because I like if they were my pictures that I posted, and and honestly, knowing who that is. I, I've I've always liked that. I've always liked that wife of your yeah. friend. So like I've just always I always loved her. So yeah, I mean maybe it wasn't like all of them, but it was like three or four, but it was really funny. And guess what I had to do that night? Oh yeah, I'm not following you. Like, <laughs> no, jeez, yeah. I'm like, I'm not on it. I'm that not really often. into social. Yeah, that's like your line. I'm not really that into social. I mean that's me now. Back then I was posting like four pictures a day on Instagram. So that's the red flags we discussed. In the pre-show, but we kind of realized while we were doing this that there are a shitload of red flags out there. So and many. We're gonna we're gonna have to you know maybe do another episode of red flags or like a million other episodes. There's probably so um, many things, and we want to hear your red flags too. You know, hit us up the ASL pod at gmail Can you top my story? Who can top my story? <laughs> Hopefully, the, the people that could top your story oh, are dead. <laughs> They're dead. Okay. They didn't make it out. They got slaughtered. Yeah. They don't have access to internet. They're in a basement somewhere. So. Oh, gracious. Sorry. Um, but if you can, the ASL pod at Gmail or DM us on our socials, the ASL pod. That's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. If you could rate us on whatever app you listen to, five stars. Downloading is super important for us, by the way. It's not just streaming. We do get credit for that, but the downloads are really where we get our credit, and, and it elevates us. If you're going to search for us, age, sex, location, not ASL pod. It sometimes comes up, sometimes doesn't. Age, sex, location is the best way to do it. But also, subscribe. If you subscribe, you get that little alert when uh, we post on Wednesdays. But every Wednesday, new episode. Come be with us. We're having a lot of fun out here, and we want to hear from you. Trisha. If for some reason you can't find us on wherever you're streaming – uh, your podcast, just hit us up on social. We'll either direct you to where it is or maybe, who knows, maybe you're listening to some super like random platform for podcasts that we're just not on yet because we're not aware of it. Or you're chained up in a basement doing BDSM. <laughs> we love seeing where everyone's listening. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We're in 10 countries now. 10 countries and I can't even count how many states, but most states. Your BDSM story is international. <laughs> My parents are going to be so proud. World-renowned BDSM, Trisha Fenimore. No. See you next time. I'm Jimmy. She's Trisha. See you next time. Later.